What's up, guys? Glad to have you back on the latest edition of the Glory UGA Podcast. I'm Tyler, and with me, uh, as he is most of the time, uh, almost always, is my co-host, Curtis. We have an abbreviated edition of the show here for you today. We had a... Just... God, this sucks. It's annoying. Uh, but we had everything recorded last night, but had some very frustrating technical difficulties with our audio recording software. So, essentially, that show, for all intents and purposes, it just might as well have not even happened, because we can't access the file. But we didn't want to leave you guys hanging, so we thought a shorter, abbreviated show would at least be better than nothing. Uh, and today, we're going to talk a little bit more Georgia basketball, now that we have officially won our first round game against Tennessee, and are set for our third matchup of the year with the Kentucky Wildcats tomorrow at noon. So we're going to recap the win over Tennessee, preview the game against Kentucky as we continue what we hope to be... Uh, a miracle march with this SEC tourney run? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and we're also going to touch on, we had a big-time commitment. Curtis, did you see the big-time commitment that just came down the, the pipe like 20 minutes ago? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, Jay very, Hazelwood, uh, man. 2019. But we'll, we'll touch on that briefly here as well. Today. And that's a guy, that's a, that, I don't know if you if people know really who he is since he's a 2019 guy a little bit down the road, but he is a big-time guy. I mean, I'm talking big-time playmaker at wide receiver, so we will get to him briefly here in just a moment. Before we start digging into all of that, we do just want to throw a couple quick notes your way. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Glory underscore UGA. You can email us at GloryUGAPodcast at gmail.com with any questions or thoughts that you may have. We, we always welcome that conversation. Uh, I know we broke the news on Tuesday's show, but we do also want to remind you guys that we are now, and we're excited about this. Uh, hopefully you guys are at least a little bit as well. But we are now officially up on iTunes and are in the process of getting this show up on Stitcher and TuneIn for all of you non-Apple users. We know you're out there. If you are an Apple user, however, we would sincerely, sincerely appreciate you going to your iTunes podcast app, searching for Glory UGA, and subscribing to our show. Uh, that'll help us. That'll help us out a lot. And we also think it will help make our show easier to access for you guys. Uh, instead of having to scroll all the way through a bunch of different shows, you can have all of our shows uploaded straight to your iTunes podcast feed. We really do uh, hope this makes it easier for you guys to listen to and access the show in a number of different settings, whether you're running, listening at home, listening in the car, working out, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, we hope it's easier to access that way. And if you like the show and want to help us continue to produce it, it would also we would also greatly appreciate it if you would not just subscribe to the show, but also review it on iTunes as well if you have a chance to do that. You can just give it a star rating, but... It would be awesome if you had a, if you had a chance, and I know time is precious, guys. Trust me, I know. But if you had a chance, it would be great if you wrote a word or two um, and as an actual review. There's a couple of you that have already done that, and guys, we really do appreciate that. Thank you for helping us out. It really does help us. It helps us spread the word. So if you had a chance, guys, it'd be awesome if you would both subscribe and review the podcast on iTunes. We're still going to be here on Dog Sports Radio each week. Uh, the people here are great. They've been good to us and uh, giving us this platform. But we, have, we do have big plans for the show. And getting the show up and running on iTunes is phase one of that growth plan. iTunes, will, it'll give us basically a little more flexibility, a little more freedom with the structure and content of the show. And it'll hopefully allow us to bring you guys more content and, and even better content with guests and interviews and just some gen- generally fun stuff. Uh, and tomorrow, uh, actually t- for you guys today, t- if you're listening to this show, I guess it would be today, Friday. If you're listening to this show on Dog Sports Radio, Go ahead, please, go over to iTunes right now, whenever you get a, a free second, and check out our very first iTunes-exclusive podcast, where we're going to preview spring practice and have a little fun. So don't forget that. Chuck, check us out today, this weekend, sometime. It's up on iTunes right now, exclusively, and it's football talk, guys. 
here in the offseason. So check that out. Okay, so that out of the way, now I'm going to bring my man Curtis in here for some real uh, Georgia sports talk. So, Kurt, uh, I want to start real quick before we get into the basketball conversation. You know, football is always number one on people's minds here in Dog Nation. Let's talk about Jaden Hazelwood, wide receiver, six foot four, hundred seventy five pounds, out of Cedar Grove High School. How big of a pickup is that for the two thousand nineteen class? I think it's a huge pickup. I think he'll be one of the top receivers in the state. Um, if you know, not let alone maybe the southeast. When, uh, I think he might be one of the top player, top, overall top players by the time it's all said and done in the entire nation. I think he's that good. Am I crazy? Is this just no, like a, think, a, a think, commitment I high? Think gonna, I think he's going to be a really good receiver. Um, you know, he's, he's still just growing, but he's already six foot four, so he's got the body, and he's just putting on the weight as time comes. Do you know who I see him? See in him? Who? AJ Green. That's a lot. The comparison you're seeing a lot from. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm just. I, I, it is true, man. I, look, he is not AJ Green. I, I hate you know putting expectations on somebody. And I'm not saying that he's going to be an AJ Green player that caliber. I'm not saying that yet. I think he's got a really high ceiling, but I'm not going to say he's A.J. Green. But if you watch him play, the fluidity with which he runs his routes, the, the body type, tall, skinny, lanky, the body control in the air going and high-pointing the ball and just having those strong hands to, to snatch it out of the air away from defenders, he's got a lot of A.J. Green's game in him. He's got a long way to go to be A.J. Green. and it's uh, I don't, You don't want to throw that expectation on anyone. But you see that in his game. And this guy, I mean, he's there's a there are three receivers – that look really good for us. Jason Sheffield, uh, Dominic Blaylock, and also, of course, Jaden Hazelwood in that 2019 class. And we've, we're in really good shape with all of them, all three of those guys. And we already got Hazelwood, who Ohio State was really coming after strong. He actually just recently made a visit up to Ohio State, and people were kind of you know, biting their fingernails over that. But looks like we landed again. That's a big pick. I know it's a long way to go. you got to keep him in the, in the fold here. But... Dude, that's that's a legit pickup, man. That's we're just continuing this momentum. Do you think this is going to eventually translate on the field here pretty quickly with the way we're recruiting? I think it will. I think the biggest problem right now is we don't have the we have some talent, but not across the board. I think right now is that's the goal we're attacking is trying to get this talent more across the board. Yeah, yeah, we're changing that real quick. Get some good receivers, but we've never gotten like. you know, a set of good receivers. I mean, you think know, about the guy like that, that. Yeah, think about the guys that Fromm is going to have to throw to if he ends up being the guy down there, which I think he will be. And you're going to have JJ Holloman is already on campus. You got Mark Webb coming in. Now you got Jaden Hazelwood. You got the tight ends on campus. I mean, it's going to be nasty, man. And whoever we land this this uh, cycle in 2018, which I don't think the receiving class in state in 2018 is near what it is in 2019, but still solid. So. We're bringing in some talent, man. Uh, it's it's exciting. It's really exciting. It's a great time to be a Bulldog. So just wanted to make sure we touched on that real quick before we get into some basketball conversation. But let's go ahead and move in that direction to some basketball talk. Kurt, uh, it wasn't pretty, man, uh, but we managed to do just enough to take the lead and hold off the ugly orange for a narrow two-point win. 59-57, I believe, was the final score in our opening game in Nashville in the SEC tournament. Technically, it's our first-round game, but it's really the second round. We got a first-round bye. It really was not great basketball on the part of either team. I know a lot of you probably didn't see it because it's tipped off at 1 o'clock. A lot of you probably working. Um, so it wasn't pretty basketball on the part of either team. But is there anything encouraging that you were able to take out of this game moving forward through the rest of the tournament? Um, the only thing really was just uh, Yante coming back and making an impact, hitting some shots. Yeah, you know, he knocked down a three. Uh, he, you know, he, he was definitely a little rusty. He didn't play a ton. He didn't play his normal uh, minute load. Uh, you know, and just decision making. You know, the, 
taking some questionable shots. Down uh, up by three with like two minutes to go, under two minutes to go. Takes a questionable three after basically bricking two free throws. Uh, so he's got to work himself back into it. But it just he gave us a lift, no doubt. Just being back there and being a threat on the court. So I think that absolutely has got to be encouraging. And him by getting his feet wet back into the the flow of things again this game will give you maybe a little bit more hope that he takes another step coming back against Kentucky. Although it's tomorrow, so don't know how much you can expect, how much progress you can expect there. We'll see. But there's a couple things that I, that I took from this game that I think could be encouraging moving into the rest of the tournament here. Look, we, we talked about this on the show earlier in the week, breaking down the basketball team. Over the past three games, we're allowing opponents to shoot for, a combined 49% from the field. And that's just not getting up. You're not going to win any basketball games, especially with some of our offensive limitations with Yante Maton on the on the court of those three games. We're not going to win many basketball games. It's a miracle that we that we beat LSU and Auburn. It just it really is. I don't understand exactly how that happened. JJ, well, I do. JJ just went bananas, but can't expect that to happen every game. But in this game, we went back to the traditional old school Mark Fox Georgia defense. We're holding teams to we we held them to we held Tennessee to 32.8 percent from the field. So that's a vast improvement. I know you can say what you want about Fox. But our guys generally play really hard and play pretty good defense for the most part. So we got back to that a little bit. And, of course, Tennessee helped us a little bit there. But we got back to that. Uh, we were plus 10 in rebounding margin, which over the past uh, five games, going back to when Yante got hurt against Kentucky, we have been minus 34 in, in our rebounding margin. So that's, that's a positive step in the right direction. We were only minus one with our offensive rebounding margin against Tennessee. I know it's just a one-game sample size there. But compared to being minus 23 offensive rebounds over the past five games, that's at least kind of moving in the right direction. We did a good job getting the line. Still turned it over way too much. We didn't pose much of a threat from three, only going three of eight. But, you know, the defense, right? Wouldn't you say that's what's been killing us over the past couple games, especially against Arkansas? Yeah, our defense was uh, definitely been the holding us back. Yeah, so to see us take that step in the right direction, I know it's just one game. But it's 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 at least positive, maybe somewhat encouraging as we head into the matchup against Kentucky for the third time this season. And really, anytime you beat Tennessee, it's a good day at the office. But Kurt, does this do anything for our NCAA tourney hopes? Not at all. Um, you could have to win this next game coming up if you want to make any type of to even know, be in the like to even yeah. have a. a I don't even know what I'm going to say. We, I still don't think we'd have a legit argument, but no, even maybe be in the conversation. Like I said, you're, you're pretty much have to get to the championship game and make it make a you know make an impact on that game. Yeah, it is. Is it really just because we don't have enough quality wins? Yeah, I think it is. I think it, they look back at all the loss of you know the chances we've had for quality wins and we blew them. Yeah, and you can say, well, we were right there, we were right there, but dude, it doesn't matter. Moral victories don't count when it comes to making the tournament. They just don't. And the, the, the tournament committee is some, somewhat inconsistent in applying different metrics to different teams, and that's frustrating. But one thing they are pretty consistent with is, who did you beat? What kind of quality wins do you have? And we, right now, we have one top 50 win. That's against Vanderbilt, who's a fringe top 50 team. So beating Tennessee, mm, that, dude, that's not going to move the needle at all. That doesn't do anything. It gives us a chance to get, get a good win against Kentucky, but that's about all that it does at this point. Uh, so now let's jump ahead to tomorrow's matchup with Kentucky. Um, like we said, we've had two very close games with the Wildcats already this season. We blew a late lead at Rupp uh, and ended up losing in overtime. Go figure, it's kind of in the story of the season. And then we hung with them. We did, punch for punch, without Yante Maiden. I had to get hurt two minutes in that game in Athens. So, Kurt, my question for you here, looking at tomorrow's matchup with Kentucky, what are we going to have to do in order to finally break through and knock the Wildcats off? Uh, biggest thing is you just got to shut down Malik Monk and hold him in check. Um, that's the biggest thing. I mean, especially at Rupp, him going off in the second half is what 
pretty much did us in. For 37? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was just unconscious. That's the, that's the exact... I don't know if you hacked into my computer, but that's the exact thing I have here on my notes as well. We have to face guard Malik Monk and make someone else beat us. I'm talking deny, deny, deny. Deny him the basketball at all costs. Do not help off of him. If they if they throw the entry pass into Bam Adeboyo or whoever it is down low... Isaac Humphreys, whoever's got the ball down low, do not help off of Malik Monk. Make Adebayo beat us. Make someone else beat us. Make Briscoe beat us. Make De'Aaron Fox beat us. But do not help off Malik Monk. The dude is averaging 26.5 points a game against us this season. And if you make someone else beat us, do you, I, I, the rest of that team, do they scare you? I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, they're good. No they're good, but... Are they a? Fr- I think Monk is what makes them scary. Without yeah, him, Monk in, Monk in any game. I mean, look at the Carolina game. If yeah, it had, forty-seven, North, I think. Yeah, when they play North Carolina, you know, Carolina had a great game, and, and Kentucky ends up beating them. But it's because Monk just was playing out of his mind. You take him out of the equation, and the game's completely different. You can say that for a lot of games, which Monk just takes over. Yeah. Um, second half of that Florida game a couple weeks ago, uh, Florida's beating them, and he had what two points or something. The first half, and then goes off the second half, yep. and they beat Florida by about ten. I mean, yep. he's just he's capable of scoring and uh, you know. Quick, 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 yeah, the quick, quick spurts. You can hold him down for an entire half, but then, like you said, in the Florida game was a great example. Did nothing in the first half. Come out second half, and he's a totally different player, and he's just on fire, man. Like in, absolutely in fuego. So you look at Malik Monk, you stop him, you deny him, you don't help off of him, just face guard him. I'm, I'm, I know that puts you at disadvantage elsewhere on the court, but make someone else beat you. You can't let Monk do it again. So I think that's priority number one. I think that another thing for me, tell me if you agree. I mean, I've been on this for a couple weeks now, and I know I've, maybe I'm beating this too hard, but I think we've got to keep them off the offensive glass. Off the offensive glass. I mean, listen, listen to this number. In the two games that we played against Kentucky this year, they have out-rebounded us on the offensive glass 31-9. to 31-9. to We cannot afford to give them second chances like that when we play good half-court defense. They are just too good and too talented. Like, you know, if we play 30 seconds of good defense in the half court and then we give an offensive rebound, they get an easy second chance point right there. We just can't do that. We're not good enough and they're too good. We can't allow it to happen. We have got to clean up the glass. Is that something that, you, that you're going to be watching for tomorrow too? Um, Yeah, I think, well, I think the biggest thing is to take them off the three-point line. I think if you can get them off that, then you have a chance because it's not just Monk who can hit threes. You got um, the big guy, Willis, who yeah. can make some threes. Derek Willis, yeah. Um, yeah, you even have Gabriel stepping out, making some threes. I think if you can keep him off the three-point line, you actually have a better chance of winning. And we've had a tough time defending the three all year long, so that yeah, doesn't exactly. bode well for us. We just gotta we gotta close on guys and make make them put the ball on the court and make them drive it and see what happens. I, it's 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 gonna be an uphill battle no matter what. But I think you're right. I think that's something that we're just gonna have to do and just see how the chips fall. I don't know. Uh, you think Yontay Maiden's gonna be a big factor in this game production wise against Kentucky? Um, I think it will be. Yeah. I think it's hard to tell right now. I, you, you saw him come back a little bit today, but mm, how effective he's going to be tomorrow? I mean, his first game, you know, he's gonna, probably going to be going to have some soreness. He's going to have some pain there. I'd like to, we need him to be. Yeah, do yeah, we have a we chance? Need him to be. I think that's the biggest thing because we did not get much from even Abide or Edwards really this last game. Um, Abide was in know, foul trouble most of the yeah, game. Yeah, he was in game. foul trouble with really hurt, especially on the Hardly offense. Rebounding, yeah, was really killing us. Um. And I think the thing that we're going to have to test out with Yante is to see how he is defensively. Because you can see he's not moving. 
very quickly lateral and things cutting quickly. Sure, so he's hesitant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you got to you're not sure if he's going to be able to play great defense against these quicker, more athletic guys. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just tough to tell right now. I mean, we're going to need him to be. We will. I know we played him really close without him in Athens, but this is not in Athens. This is in Nashville, and it's going to be basically big blue nation there. I don't know if any of you have ever been to an SEC tournament game. Uh, well, it's basically 95% Kentucky for just about every game. So, yeah, we'll, that's what we're going to be up against. Uh, it's basically a real game. So, Kurt, uh, if and if, I mean, I'm talking, this is a big if. If we happen to pull the upset tomorrow against Kentucky, some way, somehow, will that be enough for us to sneak into the NCAA tournament? No, I think you're going to have to make a run, deep run, yeah. not just this game. I think we're going to minimum have to make it to the title game. And that itself might not be enough. Because, I mean, if, if we made it to the title game, that'll give us uh, two, that'll give us three top 50 wins. If Vanderbilt stays in the top 50 against, we'll have Vanderbilt, we'll have Kentucky, and then South Carolina if they're the ones that end up making it there. Um, I don't know, man. That it would put, definitely put us in the conversation and get to the title game. But. We definitely got to get there to even be in that conversation. So, I, I, and that we got a long way to go there. So, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But just being Kentucky, I know I talked to some guys at, at work today. Man, if we be Kentucky, we'll, we'll probably be in, right? And like, yeah, oh, it'd be awesome, but don't think that's necessarily the case. Sorry, right, Kurt. Last thing here. I'm not going to ask you for a straight prediction because, I mean, let's be real. No one in their right mind is going to actually pick us to win that game. We can hope like crazy, but you can't pick us to win that game. So, I'm going to ask you to do this instead. Give me a percentage for our chances to pull the upset tomorrow against Big Blue. Uh, 25. 25%? Man, I think you're being generous, dude. Yeah, I don't know. That's fair. You know, we played them close all year. I think 25%, consider this is essentially going to be a road game for us with the crowd and their involvement. Um, but we've had played them close. We get a shot. You know, it's not a 0% chance. I'll say that. I, I could stick with you there at 25. I don't think you're too far off there. All right, guys. So... Thank you uh, for listening to the show today. We always do appreciate you guys checking into us. And as we mentioned at the outset of the show, go ahead. Go over to iTunes right now. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Give us a review and check out our very first iTunes exclusive show up on iTunes right now. It is football talk, guys. A little spring practice preview for you. So if you're uh, looking for some football talk, go ahead. Check it out. Uh, we really appreciate it, guys. We really do. Uh, so for Curtis, I'm Tyler. Check it on iTunes. Check back next week. As always, go dogs.